0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at babble.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world. George's
2: box,
0: the I've seen.
1: George's box. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. welcome back to George's box I'm JJ I'm Nick and it's a good day to be
2: a Yankee fan did I did I get it right I had to go back and listen I forgot how to start the show you nailed it. A little bit of, We might have a little bit of rust, so it's important to kind of get back into the swing of it. It's a good thing. I recorded the, like, I, probably two years ago, I recorded, like, the overall
1: intro because I had my tonsils out 10 days ago. So this is the first time, like, at the end of this, I'll be sore uh, this is the most I'm going to talk, you know, in a, in a long time. So, But if I had to yell, world, that, that wouldn't go good. That'd be bad. You're still ramping up, as Aaron
2: Boone would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need some days <laughs> off. Um, dude, how you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm all moved in. Got this uh, office here that you're looking at. It's very Yankee-themed. We painted it navy, and it matches the Yankee stuff. And it's green season. I'm optimistic. It's getting lighter out. I'm starting to come out of hibernation. Yeah, I forgot about green season. You've been drinking those shamrock oh, shakes. Oh, yeah. I They're easy yesterday. to get in the burbs, huh? Way easier, man. I don't have to sit online in Fishtown waiting to be told no at the counter. I'm not told the machines are broken. It's It's smooth out here. It's an easy process. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what
1: people forget about moving to the burbs. You can get shamrock shakes a lot easier.
2: (laughs) They don't have that on Zillow, but it's it's big.
1: Oh, man. Well, we're glad to be back. I think, you know, we last did something in December when, like, the lockout started. And, you know, for anyone who listens to the show, I think we've been, like, pretty clear that we like talking baseball. We like talking when baseball is happening. We don't want to fill it with. And, you know, guys like, when you look at like Andrew and Scott, what they do, like, God bless them. Like, I have no interest in talking to a guy in double A about like what he thinks. Like, I don't give a <laughs> no. shit, man. Um, but like, they make it interesting. I just, I don't care. You don't care. We could talk labor negotiations for forever. I think all I'm going to say about it is I'm never going to be on the owner's side. I'm never going to be on the side of people who make $48 billion over five years and go, I don't know, maybe you should have to deliver pizzas in the offseason.
2: <laughs> or not get paid or do an internship in the minor leagues. Yeah, the updates were brutal. Hearing about service time, the player pool, arbitration rules. None of that interests me, the minutia. And we didn't talk about it because of that.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, to a certain extent, I hit the point. At, like, I, I do it in my life. I'm sure you probably do it in your life as you get a little more successful in life. You realize money solves problems at You're a billionaire. Just solve the problem by throwing some money at it and let's get baseball back, which it seems like to a certain extent we did. Um, And now I'm at the position that like we have these terms now fucking play it out. You know, I'm glad I don't think there's like an opt out two years in or anything like that. Let's play the next five years or whatever it is and reassess then hopefully without a work stoppage. Hopefully
2: we start talking earlier. Yeah. Five year deal. And hopefully next year in January We're ready to roll. And for the next five years, we will have baseball. And let's just get right into this trade. Your favorite player, Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela, traded to the Twins for, and I went on pronunciation.com, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Josh Donaldson, and Ben Rortvitt. What's your initial reaction? I think it's a good trade. I like this
1: trade. Um, I think no matter what way you look at it, it's a good trade because if you want to be one of those war guys... We traded for more war, like the the trade we win, and like I don't even really factor the catcher in. Although I saw a picture of him with no sleeves, he is fucking yoked. He's huge. He's huge. He yeah. is yoked. Like I'm a I'm a wrestling fan, and sometimes I see like I watch uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin does like an interview show, and he'll just be talking, and his veins still he's like fifty something or popping out of his <laughs> arm, and that's what like the, the vascularity of these of this guy is crazy, but we. Similar to what Cashman said today. I think offensively we got better at third base. Defensively, maybe there was a drop, but it's not a dramatic drop. It's not like Donaldson's kicking every ball. No, no. Geo made some world-class plays at times. He made some bonehead plays at times. He had some great, you know, stretches of hitting. He had times where he didn't look like he belonged in the major leagues. It, it was a great story. It was a great pickup by Cashman when we got him and he emerged out of nowhere. That's all wonderful. There's no World Series ring the show from
2: it, so I don't give a care. No, no, and for Gio, I think the vibe and the personality kind of outweighed the production if that makes sense. Like he was a really nice guy, teammates loved him, some clutch hits and like you said great story, some real highlight plays, but at the end of the day, I think he hit around 265 with 13 or 14 homers and the metrics said he was fairly average or slightly above average in the field. So it's not like they they gave up prime A rod at third base here. And we know Gary was very played out, and I'm the was the biggest Gary defender. I loved the potential 2016, 2017. I thought he was the best catcher in baseball, but he really fell off after that, and the experiment was just kind of over. It was time. I mean, he didn't stay healthy. He's only
1: played over 100 games three times in his career. Um, he didn't live up to the potential. He it seemed like he was distracted at times. You know, there there even the little things that like you're. We're never gonna forget him not hustling down the line in Tampa. Uh, we're never no. gonna forget him not tagging out the runner at home plate against the Mets last year. Like, there, there is a point where you just can't come back from it. No matter how much I love you, you got drunk and made out with my best friend. I'm never going to get over it.
2: It really was like a relationship, right? At the beginning, the honeymoon stage, 2016, 2017, everything was
1: awesome. The grooming him while he's underage. What?
2: <laughs> Literally. Like Drake? He
1: signed him when he was 16. Yeah. <laughs> like, I even got when Cashman said – It's a phone call I wasn't looking forward to. It's a difficult one because like when you get like you go and I get it, he's talented and you're giving him a lot of money at 16. You went to a 16 year old's house and told him and his family you're gonna bring him to America, you're gonna, you know, and now he's built, you know, a life for himself. But like it's tough to say like we we've moved on from that. And listen, until last night, we did not have a shortstop. We had no shortstop. And now we have how do we say his name? Isaiah Kiner, Falefa. I'm going Falefa. That's it. You okay. don't get. I don't do hyphenated. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: a lot. It's a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. He won in 2020. It's, you know, is where it's, He won a Gold Glove at third base. Yes. Last year, he was defensively rated the third best shortstop in baseball behind Correa, someone else, and then it was him. He's a light bat, but like at shortstop, that's what we we need defense. It's been so bad for so <laughs> long. Horrible. And it is, you know, it, it's where the most balls get hit. So now we have really – we have shored up that side of the field defensively. Donaldson – I think Donaldson is so unhappy at being a Yankee. He's going to hit 35 home runs in our face. Just to like – he does not – Josh Donaldson does not want to be a New York Yankee. I believe you. I've talked to people who – spoke directly to him and he said I am not happy about this the rumors of I don't know about the like no trade list and updating it or whatever but he is not thrilled about it does not love the Yankees and
2: that's good go be fucking pissed off and hit every day yeah, and this isn't just about Cole. This goes back to when he played for the Blue Jays. The Yankees had some big games against them, 2014, 2015, 2016. They threw, him, threw at him a couple of times. He's always hated us. This isn't just a recent thing with the pine tar or whatever.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's just sometimes it's just in your bones to hate the Yankees, which I get. But I do feel like opening day, you put on those pinstripes, you run out on the field,
2: maybe you get over a lot of Right, that, right, you it know. Will. And his swing, you think – I mean, he's built – he's kind of built for Yankee Stadium. Hits a lot of fly balls. He hits the ball hard and in the air. He always killed us when the Blue Jays came to the Bronx, if you remember. Hit a lot of home runs at Yankee Stadium. So I think offensively he's going to thrive. I I expect him to hit 30 bombs for sure if he's healthy.
1: He's one of those guys where it was like Toronto's coming in for a three-game series and he's going to hit four home runs. Yeah, him and Batista. Yeah, and it's just like – you know, you got to hope that we've blown them out by the time he hits them. Right, right. right. Won uh, an MVP in 15 when they were battling with yeah. us. And, and, you know, and yes, that was a long time ago. Yes, he's had lower you know, lower body injuries. But last year he played a lot of games, stayed healthy. He says he's healthy now. So and, and everyone wants to complain about the money because we took on his contract. It's like 22 million a year. Then there's like option stuff that's has to paid out. So it's 50 million dollars. But I think like with the I think it's only count, it only counts as like twenty two this year for
2: the tax yeah
1: yeah so twenty two million dollars for thirty six year old third baseman is a lot of money but you can't win every part of every trade we it's it just most of Yankees Twitter just thinks Brian Cashman could just show up and go well we're gonna give you a bag of shit you give us your best player and you pay both. For Matt Olson, <laughs> yeah, I just say it just does not work that way. No, no. And I think we needed a shortstop. Needed a shortstop. The price on Correa is high. Ten years, three hundred something million dollars, thirty million dollars for a guy who's never hit thirty home runs is a fucking lot of money. Yes, he is a great fielder. He's had apparently his medical reports haven't looked great. Like. There's a reason he's still on the market.
2: Right. He's got a bad back.
1: Yeah. Like, they know more than we do. And now, the guy may be a Hall of Famer. May go on forever. I don't think it was a deciding factor, but you trash Derek Jeter going into free agency with the Yankees. Not
2: smart. Not smart. That's not going to get them bidding you up. This was never a guy that Hal Steinbrenner was going to pay. If you think about the guys that Hal Steinbrenner pays or the guys the Yankees open up the checkbook for, it's not controversial guys like Carlos Correa. The fact that so many people on Yankees Twitter even entertain this possibility was lunacy to me. It was going to be Corey Seager or it was going to be somebody small like this. They were never going to pay Correa. In a lot of people's mind,
1: the Yankees were going to start the 2023 season on opening day. Paying thirty-six million dollars for the starting pitcher, thirty-five million dollars for our right fielder, thirty-something <laughs> million dollars for our shortstop, and then twenty-two million dollars for our DH, maybe left fielder, <laughs> without sorting out what happened with Gary Sanchez, Joey Gallo. Oh, and you know we probably have Freddie Freeman as well. Like,
2: right? Oh yeah,
1: can't forget him. <laughs> you can't. It, it just you have to find balance and at a certain point it's great yeah, you can throw the money you have to get the guys that you have to just play better to play well, yeah, up to their the potential. Like
2: Glaber, DJ, guys that struggled last year, Aaron Hicks, maybe he'll play baseball this year and, and do something. I think the trade makes them better and I'm happier than I was two days ago. But I do understand the fans that think all right, if we're gonna give twenty five, thirty million dollars a year to somebody, I wish it would be somebody other than Josh Donaldson. I do understand that sentiment.
1: But there's no one out there to give twenty two million dollars to that you're not that you're not committed any money to in twenty
2: twenty four that is true i was gonna say trevor story just for the amount but that would have been five or six years
1: yeah you need like you need flexibility at some point because if there's a bad back 10 years 300 million dollars for a guy with a bad back who's never hit 30 home runs
2: yeah no i didn't want to pay correa 340 he's gonna end up getting probably 330 340 maybe from who I, th- I just think he's going to find a way to beat Seeger's deal. He switched to Boris. He might take. So I saw something because he s- apparently switched to Boris during the lockout. He might take a one year deal because if he signs a long term deal now, Boris only gets, I don't know, 70% of the commission. So basically, what they're saying is Boris is going to, you know, coerce him into taking a one year $40 million deal and then maybe cash in. Then he probably stays in Houston. Yes, I agree. I agree.
1: You know, you stay at home. You already, you know, the fans will be happy you're back. You know, whatever it may be. And maybe Houston, you know, if you're Houston, you bring him back for the one year. You see where you're at as the season goes on and maybe you flip him.
2: Yeah, that's possible. Are you a little disappointed, though, that they sat out on this monster free agent class market? I mean, between Story, Seager, Marcus Simeon, there were a lot of good options and they they passed on all of them. So I was upset that we didn't make a move before the lockout. So Simeon
1: and Seager. Yeah, when it was Simeon and Seager yeah that's where that's where I was like Seegers you know in Yankee Stadium would have been a a blast, yeah, but correct- like at a certain point, the guys who are still on the market are still on the market for a reason, and when you're dealing with a Boris guy, I mean remember Stephen drew they missed yeah. like half a season,
2: yeah, yeah, oh my God, what a nightmare
1: yeah, Boris doesn't give a shit about the player. he cares about himself.
2: Yeah, no, that, that's true. But yeah, I, I was all in on either either Simeon or Seager, didn't get any of them. At least we have a guy that can fucking field the position. Like you said, basically since the end of Jeter, save for a good year or two from DD in the field, we have had awful fielding at shortstop for a long time. We need somebody that's going to just catch the fucking ball at this point. Yeah, and he maybe he
1: goes out and wins a gold glove. Maybe he's the fifth best shortstop in that's baseball. Either fine. way, he's not the worst. Yes, And that's what we did. We got rid of – we had the worst defensive shortstop
2: in Glaber – And the worst defensive catcher. Yeah. And Voight was probably the worst defensive first baseman. They had a lot of defensive issues.
1: Exactly. And so, like, the defense up the middle was so shaky. Like, how are you going to be competitive?
2: Yeah, It would would have been terrible. So now we basically have five starting infielders for four spots, right? You think Labor's going to probably play second full-time. IKF, or whatever we're calling him, is going to play short. Donaldson's going to play third. Do you think they're going to trade Void? Is DJ just going to move around and play that super utility that he was originally brought in to do? How do you think this sh- shakes out? So before Olson got traded, I thought we were. I thought we'd trade Glaber for all in a package
1: for Olson. yeah, I th- just- I thought there was a, a package to be made of Glaber prospects for Olsen, Murphy, and uh, what, Medea Manaya how do you say yeah, that? That would have like,
2: made a lot of sense. Glaber go out there, let low pressure, yeah. rebuild his value a little bit. Rebuild
1: yeah. his value, and then we would have gotten uh, you know, a good catcher, a good first baseman, starting pitcher. Um, because I do get the frustration, it's frustrating the prospect hugging. Like these guys, you know, now we've got a lot of people everyone wants to trade Volpe because Glaber hasn't turned into anything, or Gary hasn't turned into anything. I'm not talking about, we've got to trade our, you know, our number one, number two, him and Dominguez. Trade our seventh best prospect, you know, like, package up some of these fucking guys, some of these, you know, guys who are quadruple A players that really need, that aren't able to, at the major league level for the Yankees where we're trying to be competitive, can't go out there and and fuck up. Let you know, trade some of these guys to a place like Oakland, where they can eat shit for half a season and figure it out at the major league level. Like I think there's value in those guys out there, but just because a guy's short
2: and Dominican doesn't mean he's Pedro Martinez, <laughs> right? And the Mets made a trade like that for Chris Bassett. They didn't give up their top prospects, and he was an All Star last year, and he's a quality arm that they're going to have. And that's another thing. I, I don't, you know, the Yankees are just glossing over the rotation as if it's all. Well and dandy, I I think they need another pitcher I haven't heard heard a whisper About them pursuing any starting pitchers
1: No, and you know I think they pump out that list I had said last night A guy Jesse Funk asked me Like, how come no one's talking about pitchers And I'm like, oh, because Nestor Cortez Has a silly mustache, so we should be fine Like, that's the mentality Is, It gets pumped up By bloggers, podcasters Who want to sell t-shirts Instead of worrying about actually winning
2: Yes, no, you're right, and I think the especially the three, what is it, Herman, Tyone, and Montgomery, I think the Yankees value them a lot more than other teams do, like the Yankees think these guys are like number two starters, to me they're a bunch of number fours, number so, fives I think,
1: realistically you've got Cole as an ace and you just got to assume that Cole is going to live up to his potential and be the dominant Cole and he'll slump at some point in the season and you just hope it's not in a wild card game again, um but like this is like Sevi, what what are you? This is find out what
2: Sevi is. Is he a number two? And this is the last year of that deal. Yeah. I think his extension was, yeah, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two. So if he's yeah. ever gonna be healthy and get another contract, this is it. Yeah. So, you know, he's got a lot to live up to. And then,
1: you know, when you look at Tyone Montgomery, if Tyone and you know, he's he's got the ankle thing. I would I would handcuff him to Cole and keep that. You know, I talked a lot last year about having a professional, like, pitching room. You know, having, you had Cole, we had um, Kluber, we had Tyona. It, it, like, shifted the dynamic from the young guys who beat their wives or don't stay healthy or, you know, t- Tanaka. So now if if you can get, you need to kind of, like, buddy system and mean girl them into everyone being good. So if Montgomery can latch onto that as well and say like, hey, we're gonna do this, Sevi's gotta prove himself. Herman, I mean, we heard like he's had some shoulder problems already in the off season. Oh, great, of course. So it's, you know, you never know what you're gonna get, but if if you have like Jordan Montgomery, if he could stay healthy this year, and I forget what it is, maybe he's gotta make like fifteen starts to hit like hundred career starts, would be at least the first regular starting pitcher we've developed since Andy Pettit to ah, to get a, to get 100 starts no all-stars but 100 starts <laughs> that's the bar yeah i guess he would god that's sad um so and you know just thinking of that like that doesn't give me a lot of faith that fucking mike king and you know who
2: like these other guys are going to jump off oh, the page God. if i have to hear about him being a being a starter but yeah i think i think the more we talk this out it really all comes down to Sevy. if he's 2017 2018 Sevy and he wins 18 games and has a 3.3 era with a ton of strikeouts the other three guys don't really have to do that much because you'd essentially have two aces at the top but if he's hurt or mediocre or has to go to the bullpen they're kind of fucked like the, the main re- you can make the argument The number one reason the Yankees haven't won with this group has been Severino either shitting playoff games or just not being available. Like he was supposed to be the guy coming up. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, it'll be interesting to see now that there's more tape on him. Like does Nestor's like, oh, let me my cutesy changed my wind up every pitch. Like does that play? Like, you know, I I hope it does. Like it's fun to watch at times. I'd much rather have a guy who's just like I can just go out here pitch and execute,
2: you know. And I just have. Well, yeah, shoot. that'd be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> have the stuff. I think at a minimum, though, Nestor can be a piece out of the pen, long reliever. Like he can do a lot of different things. He'll be he'll be on the roster. He also, doing
1: oh yeah, and but he he's also got like you know he's got an elastic arm. Like he's willing to throw every day. So I worry less about injuries. Like I think Nestor. I think our rotation is going to be Cole Sevi, Tyone, Monty, Nestor. And Herman in the pen to start
2: until yeah. somebody gets hurt, or Triple A,
1: yeah, just, or Triple A so he gets the regular work. Because if you're saying like, oh, he had some setbacks in the off season and now he's in a throwing program, like it's a short spring training. He doesn't strike me as a guy that you can, like, Garrett Cole's been working for weeks. I do not believe Domingo
2: Herman has. Nah, right, yeah. I'm not gonna fight you on that. Yeah. And remember with spot starts and doubleheaders, there's gonna be a lot of guys, maybe guys we've never even heard of yet, they're gonna end up making starts. I'm sure Schmidt'll get a start or two. King will get a start, they'll do openers. Like it it's not just a one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. They get they get really goofy, especially in twenty twenty two.
1: You gotta hope that there's less of that because Aaron Boone's not the smartest guy in the room. No. And he's gotta (laughs) know that.
2: He's not. He's not. Bullpen wise, they brought back Jolie Rodriguez. Wandy Peralta was pretty good. They got green. This is the last year of Chapman's deal. I think everybody's kind of ready to, to to move on from all yeah, this. Yeah, I think. Uh, Britton said he thinks he can get. He's
1: a month into his throwing program, so he thinks he can get back this season.
2: Well, yeah, relievers can come back quicker from Tommy yeah. John. So may, maybe September or maybe August or September. That's
1: yeah. Cool. Which, you know. I, I don't want that to be the well we you know we've got guys coming back so we've kind of made our trades oh, no, no, no no but like it could be a nice shot in the arm as as we know as we watch all these games we know it's a battle at the end to just have like you need bodies that can eat innings and if he can come in late in the season and eat up twenty innings in
2: like twenty innings that matter before the postseason I think that's big. And late in the season's key because Chad Green pretty much wears down by August. We use the shit out of him. His arm his arm is like gotta be like jello at this point. It reminds me of Dellin, how we just constantly used him for multiple innings, and I'm pretty sure Dellin's out of the league at this point. Yeah, is he? <laughs> I don't know, man. They they really leaned on him. Girardi used to <laughs> throw him all the time. Who's the guy that um uh he's a free agent. Dylan's a free agent. Yeah, I
1: don't I doubt he pitches again. I'm surprised that like He knows how to get to the stadium. I'm surprised he doesn't get like a non-roster invite because he played, he pitched one game for one inning last year. Yeah, that's rough. What a fall off. Four-time all-star. I'm surprised. I mean, I I obviously, I don't know the medicals and I don't remember what happened to him last year, but I'm surprised there's no like get him into camp, show me opportunity
2: for like, you know, a million dollars. Minor he's league, big yeah. throws hard. I'm surprised we're not hearing about Dave Robertson too. People are always obsessed with bringing him back.
1: Yeah, but he's 63
2: years old. I know he's so old at this point.
1: Um,
2: yeah. So I mean, I don't think like I don't think we're done. I think okay. So that's interesting. I kind of think we are. I think they're going to sign Rizzo, trade Voit, and then they're done. What you think? There's more. Well, I think we have too many players.
1: You know, if you really look at that infield. We've got, I mean, and obviously, you know, someone's going to get hurt at some point. But are you going to tell me? I mean, yes, he had a little bit of a down year last year. We sign Anthony Rizzo. We're going to put DJ LeMay, He on the bench. Maybe you're going to pay him twenty million dollars
2: to sit on the bench. It, it's silly, but I, I'd, I'd rather that than have not enough than have a Tyler Waiter of Velasquez starting because we didn't have an extra guy and somebody got he's hurt. Be, he's just where it comes. He's better than Glaber Torres. He's I the agree. better player. I'd rather have Glaber <laughs> back him up. I think DJ's done a lot more for us than Glaber has. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, f- I feel like we may trade Glaber. I'd support it, but his value is, is, is so low right now. They're When's not-
1: it going to get higher? Can't get higher on the bench.
2: Now, I, the reason I think they're just going to start him at second is clearly he has some mental issue when he was at short and he was, like, psyching himself out. Like, I think they they look at him as a guy that just needs to go in every day at the same position, where they look at DJ as a guy he doesn't think. He'll play third, first, second. It doesn't affect him. Glaber, it clearly affected him. Moved yeah.
1: Him yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's uh... – I just think we have too many – yeah, we just have too many infielders and like someone, you know, you've got – like we have our shortstop. Like our only – if we were to get Rizzo, which I don't have – like I don't have an issue with us getting Rizzo. Like it would have been nice to get Olsen. But if you look at the trade just to get Olsen, we would have been giving up the equivalent of Volpe, Dominguez, um, the catcher that we have, I'm and another one of our like top guys. Like it's an insane haul that they got. It's not one of those cases where you see the trade that like got Lindor, and it's like we could have easily beat that, you know, with prospects and it wouldn't hurt us. It would have crippled our system for a guy that you got to pay in two years anyway.
2: Yeah, they would have had to give up a ton. I personally would just, I've always been in the mindset just sign Freddie Freeman. He only costs money. He was an MVP. He's hit home runs in the World Series. He checks every single box you can check, and I think his swing would be perfect. Yeah, Yeah. and, you know, overall, like, you know, good
1: guy, too. Yeah. Um, Because now, I mean, as if we haven't talked enough over the past couple of years about um, COVID. (laughs)
2: Have you signed Rizzo? Right. He can't play in Toronto. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that's a thing that, like, has to be factored in as you start, like, instructing rosters and stuff is who's going to be able to play when. What's the penalty for not being able to play? like not and i'm not even talking like financially like what is the blowback from fans because toronto's gonna be blowback
2: from fans for
1: sure yeah like canada is not lifting that anytime soon um and yeah i mean and it works the same way like the u.s it's the same way you can't come in if you're not vaccinated
2: Yeah, and it's not like it's the Orioles. Like, these nine games in Toronto are probably going to be the difference between finishing ahead of Toronto or finishing behind them. Last year, we finished above them by one game, and you're telling me we can't have Judge and Rizzo for nine games in Toronto? I mean, that really fucks us.
1: Yeah, and based on, like, my rough, like, back-of-the-napkin math, I had it that pretty much by you need to be vaccinated if you're doing a two-shot thing by like april 9th or 10th for the first one to get the second shot right before and whether you believe that you know anyone listening that like it's personal choice or you know whatever i don't give a flying fuck i'm talking about who's gonna wear the laundry i care about. yes exactly and if you're not i mean if you're good if you're not vaxxed and you're gonna be available for those games Get it now, like I don't want you waiting until the second series. And I'm like, ah, I need a day
2: off because I feel like I've got a cold right now. Yeah, it, it's it's dangerous. And if you think about it, if they're getting ready to go to Toronto, let's say Stanton's you know strains a quad or something and he he can't play physically, and then you have Judge who can't go because he's unvaccinated. Then I mean, then you're really screwed. It, it, it could be really bad. And you know all those Toronto guys, I'm sure. Sure, they all forced them. They had to get vaccinated if they're in Canada. So, Bichette, yeah, Vlad, they'll all be out there. Well, because if any of them aren't vaccinated, you become a Kyrie. Right. Because they can't,
1: you're in America now, you can't yes. even get to the home games right, to start. Right. It's not like you're starting in there unvaccinated. And our second to last series of the year is three games in Toronto.
2: That's huge. I'm really worried about the Blue Jays, by the way. They scored – I think I tweeted this out. They scored 130 more runs than us last year. Like they are a better lineup than us. We kind of just got lucky finishing ahead of them. They're talking to Freddie Freeman. They signed Kikuchi, the uh, Japanese left-hander. I mean they're going to be good. Yeah. They are – They're here. They've arrived.
1: Yeah. I mean we said two years ago, oh, man, they've got a young little core. That young little core, you don't wait five years. Like it's time, they're going to make a run at the division right now, and we're not in a great place to make a run at the division. I would say though, I mean, the playoffs are expanded now, so
2: a One lot more of people team than it. last
1: year. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. As a thirty-seven-year-old, it fits my lifestyle a lot more. To be like. Yeah, I just got to get hot in the playoffs <laughs> to not lose. I got too much other shit to like lose my mind on a Tuesday in May.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with 12, uh, 12 teams, 14 or 16. It would like 16 would have been ridiculous. I don't yeah. want it to be like basketball, but 12. I was like, okay, six in each league. It's still the least amount of playoff teams of any of the major sports. So I was okay with it because you knew that it wasn't going to be 10. Like 12 was the minimum. It was. Gonna yeah.
1: Be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know, I just think we still have, we still have to improve. It feels like, I don't know, maybe it's just because last night it happened at night that, like, these are nighttime things. Like, they're not making, I mean, the Olsen trade happened during the day, but they're not trying to do, like, hug watch during, you know, bunting drills.
2: It was weird to be honest, because all weekend I was like the deals were happening. Like Saturday during the day, I was locked in, and then Sunday night rolls around, and you kind of start to settle down, put it out of your mind, and then whatever it was, ten fifteen, it's like, oh shit, it's, it's happening.
1: I had taken Advil PM like twenty minutes before. I was like, I get these tweets off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was just, dude. Honestly, I slept better knowing we're gonna have somebody at shortstop and a catcher who's just gonna catch the fucking ball. I'm, I'm sick of the errors. Yeah, I mean, listen, Gary had
1: he'd hit some big home runs he'd hit some bombs but he'd fucking suck a lot of the time yeah last year i mean he threw out 17 percent of runners he mike piazza mike
2: piazza that can't hit it was bad are you worried at all though about the higgy i can't what's this guy's name the higgy rovert combination i mean there that's gonna be very yeah. little offense
1: yeah yeah i am <laughs> i mean higgy will hopefully have his pops like he continues to improve he is, like, he's who Cole wants to throw to. And he, he's played well. Like, I think we got so spoiled with, you know, we had Jorge for so long, who was a very good shortstop. Not a Hall of Famer. I don't think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Very good shortstop. A uh, very good catcher, I mean. um, And then, like, we were, you know, oh, let, we've got Pudge for a little bit. You know, like, we were playing, you know, yeah, there's the Chris Stewart mixed in oh, there. Oh, But, like... Oh. You know, we got Pudge. Yeah, we had Cervelli. But, like, for a little bit, it was like, you could be the backup catcher for the Yankees, and then you go and you get that Cervelli contract. Russell Martin was another one. Yeah, we had Russell Martin for a bit. Like, we were trying to find that, and it was all to kill time till Gary Sanchez. And now we're going to have this Hall of Fame catcher, and the expectations were through the roof. If you – the biggest thing a catcher can do, in my mind, is to have the pitchers be comfortable with them, which was not the case with Gary Sanchez.
2: There was an article on NJ.com that said, like, the source and the, the, our starting pitchers were rejoicing and celebrating after, after he got traded. I mean, Cole made it obvious. We never heard anything from the other guys, but...
1: Yeah, and I think at this point, we're talking about the number nine hitter. Remember that they're the number nine hitter for a reason, but the ball's not gonna hit the backstop. Like the pitchers can throw when there's two strikes and a runner on third base,
2: they can throw their best pitch, which they have not been able to do. Yeah, we won't have that pass ball anxiety. And I also I had major anxiety. Every time a ball was hit to Glaber it's short, I, I would panic. Like oh, my heart would, yeah. would skip. It was like Anduhar, it was the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was a bad situation. Who knows what happens with Anduhar too? Like we have a lot of these guys that have like no value. Or or very little value that I feel like you know if we can go out there and get a pitcher like there there's not the trade the big trade would have been for a first baseman yes but there's no first baseman to trade for now so I feel like pitching
2: is like that's our best ability to upgrade via trade definitely do you think there's any chance we sign Freeman though it it doesn't seem like it everything it's like oh the Yankees love him but they're not willing to pay him it's like all right well. That doesn't help me. <laughs> yeah. It's. I feel like if we were going to do it, we would have
1: done it Agreed. at this point, because yes. now it's like, all right, well, Atlanta's out of the picture, obviously, um, which is was kind of a surprising move that they took themselves out first, you know, with especially with their, you know, with their fan base. But you've got now like Freeman is a Canadian citizen he has roots in California. If I were him, I'd go
2: play for the Dodgers. Me too. And this reminds me of Verlander. Like, we were in on him, and then it was like, oh, we made an offer. We'll see what happens. But I never felt like we were actually getting him. There is a bit
1: to this, like, free agency, which I've said a billion times. Like, Brian Cashman never said, like, oh, we're resetting to go, you know, get the all these guys. Like, we, everyone made that up in their heads. Um yes. You know, everyone who's never run a baseball team made that up in their heads, and now it feels like we're we're waiting for someone for people to settle. Like you're waiting for people to settle to be the Yankees. I would be if we could get Rizzo on like a three or four year deal. Like his defense at first base is, I mean, just when you saw the difference at the end of last year, that versus Voit, and then like maybe you just like you sneaky vax him. So he could play the games, you know, that are going to be really competitive. Because also with this expanded format, like might might end up in Toronto in the playoffs.
2: Very, very, and that would be that could be three games in a row in Toronto. The first round, you're not going back and forth. Uh, yeah. So Johnson
1: and Johnson, I'm up. Um, <laughs> I think that you know, I would be, I would be fine with that because, and I get it. Where you know, we're in the prime of the the Cole. The Stanton Judge, you know, window. Brian Cashman has not done a good job up until now to expect that he is now that, you know, it's like I mean, you just moved in the house. you you got a clean start to like make sure the wires run to your TV the right way and you know <laughs> behind the wall and all that stuff. Whereas when you live with your jerk off friends, for a while and you got movie, You're like ah, oh, who got untangled the xbox from the vco you know like all that that's what we're at where we're at right now
2: yeah wow great analogy yeah no you're right and it's like i think this all started passing on machado and harper for no reason it, it seems like ever since then we, we've had these be off seasons you know oh we could have signed machado or harper and we signed a couple of relievers instead or this this one oh you know we could have signed freeman or we Correa or somebody, but we'll get IKF and, and you know, whatever. So it, it seems like we're settling, like you said. Settling is the perfect word. And to a certain extent, you
1: know, back to the wire analogy, instead of untangling it, some people want to get Correa and it's like putting one of those just Velcro straps around tangled wires and be <laughs> like, this is organized now. No, that's going to break. Because it's got a bad back.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. And the guys that Cashman's paid, you know, Hicks... And Seve, look I mean, to pick those guys to extend out of the entire core, I mean, that looks really fucking dumb. I don't really give a shit about Hicks at $10 million. Like, that's not real money. I can't
1: stand Aaron Hicks, man.
2: Like, I, I get I that. So i like, irritated with
1: him. I wish we didn't, like, I, you know, hey, I wish we had the ability to get out of it or, you know, whatever. But the Aaron Hicks contract isn't why we didn't go get Seager.
2: It's not but he's a walking image of this failed window to me like the potential he's always injured a plate recognition the metrics but he's not but he's not a fucking ball player like like he Is he even at spring training? Plays. I feel like I, I haven't know, seen him man. at all. I don't know but to, in my mind we need a center fielder. Like he is not a center fielder. He runs like a catcher at this point. He's always <laughs> injured, he hits 220. I just I'm so done with him. And we have him for what? 5 more years? <laughs> I think it's like 3. <laughs>
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: If we if we re-sign Brett Gardner, I'm gonna take a nap under my pool cover. Oh, no, <laughs> no,
2: that can't happen. Th- th- that won't happen. Anymore. It's
1: also like it's time to move on from that that time period and it's time to like if we're going we've got judge hicks gallo stanton and Stanton. i think however they're going to ramp it up stanton has to play the field at least two days i would do two three days a week for sure and like we've seen not only from like you can't just clog up the dh bot but you know may- there's less with gary but like you- you'll want to get donaldson a couple games there um, whoever plays first base, you want to get a you know some days there. You want to get Judge some days there. Probably want to get Gallo some days there. So it's got to be shared around more. But Stanton just played better when he started playing the field. When we let him play baseball,
2: yeah. Oh, he was. It was night and day. It was night and day, and he went on that tear at the end of the season. He was hitting a home run every night against the Red Sox. Yeah, playing left field, and and again, you pick your stadiums, right? Do it at Fenway. Where it's really small, or yeah. you know, like that, or the yeah, National yeah. League Park, yeah, maybe you're not, you know, until the playoffs
1: or until it's you know that second to last series, and maybe we need it. He's not playing in Toronto, you know,
2: on the field. Maybe he's not on the field in the trop. But you can put him in right field at home whenever you want to give Judge a day, or whenever you want to put Judge at DH. Yeah, or they, they got to get him into the field more. Yeah, I mean, dude, no, no extension yet. What are you, what are you thinking?
1: Uh it's he. I don't think. They should extend him
2: before the season. I agree, but what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they will extend him before the season? Do you think they'll let it ride out and I, re-sign think, let, him next I think they're going to let it ride out.
1: I think he's going to be injured this year, and I think it's going to hurt. You know, I, I, my faith in Aaron Judge staying healthy. I know he stayed healthy last year, but if you're going into and it, it's a another thing, and again, I don't care about individual uh, beliefs. Um, I don't know. You want a big boy contract and you're going to pout like a little girl about getting vaccinated and you're going to miss key games. That's a blow, you know, and that's going to be on like, if you, if when players have to miss games because of crossing the border, that's going to be a, that's the front story on sports center. Like that oh, takes yeah. a hit to your, you know, your public image which hurts you when it comes to you know, free agency and stuff.
2: And Cashman will factor that in and his analytics nerds to whatever contract they offer. I mean, look, it's not just like we play the Blue Jays once every three years. Like it's like we're some National League team. They're they're our main competition, arguably for yeah. a playoff spot. So it's it's very it's very important to me. I don't see any upside to paying him now. Make him like make him go out. He'll probably be a little bit more motivated to stay on the field. Yeah, if he's playing for a contract, and and I don't think even if he hits I don't know sixty home runs this year, let's say he's the best year of his career, I still don't think teams are going to be lining up to pay a then thirty. One year old 300 pound six foot eight outfielder yeah
1: so. the guy is going to be 30 in late april so you're talking about his year 31 season yeah he's going to be looking for seven years at like 35 million dollars a year it's a lot of fucking money
2: especially with the way teams operate now how they think how they they plan like they don't teams don't just hand out contracts like that to guys over over 30, 31. Most of the guys that get paid like that are the Machados, the Harpers, they hit free agency at 26, 27. Most guys over 30 aren't getting paid like that. Yeah, going to college hurt Aaron Judge in a big way. I mean, but
1: he wouldn't be the player that he is now if he didn't go. So, like, it's tough. I'm not going to cry about a guy who's going to make over $100 million in his career either.
2: You know, like... No. And he did. He did kind of toil in the minors for a bit. I don't think he came up till he was 25. So yeah, he had. Yeah, it took took him some time to figure it out for sure. And so, you know, the hope is like I've always said, as
1: long as someone's wearing the pinstripes, I'm cheering for them to do well, uh, win us games, all that fun stuff. But at the same time, realistically, and I've said it time and time again, no one at his size has held up long. He played you know, he stayed healthy last year. He battled COVID and that was really the only time he missed extended time. I hope whatever he did the off season leading into that, he did the off season season leading into this. I hope we I hope all the rumors about him with vaccination are wrong and he's out there being a leader in Toronto and you know, everywhere, every city throughout the whole year, and he hits a point where we pay him thirty five million dollars a year for four years with like a fifty year option. That'd I would be, be happy with that. That'd be perfect.
2: I I was going to say five, but yeah, four four would be even better.
1: Yeah, even even if it's five, then it's like, oh, there's still some flexibility. And at the same time, like, you've now locked in that, like, you're a Yankee, like, you're a Yankee, you know, because right now, if he leaves after this year or if we're playing shitty and it's like, let's just fucking move on from him, whatever it is, I don't give a fuck about,
2: like, old timers day or any of that shit. No, and the Yankees rarely retire numbers or do Old Timers Day for guys that didn't win championships. It's very rare, I guess. Mattingly and a you know a couple others, but usually you have to have won. Yeah, well, Mattingly,
1: you know, was the MVP. Yeah, and and carried the team when he was the only reason people came to games. Which like Judge has still been surrounded by stars. You know he, he you know Gary Sanchez was a star. Um. Glaber was a star. Like these are flashy guys who made All Star games. Stanton, Cole,
2: like he's not out there fucking dragging Mel Hall through the season. No, no there, there's a name. No, it, it's the outfield's going to be the outfield's going to be interesting. Just because I don't know if they're going to give Gallo any burn in center. Like if Hicks can't play, do they throw they throw Gallo in center for a bit? Give Stan some time in left. Like how they deploy those guys is going to be interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense, like, Gallo, I
1: think it makes sense for Gallo to say, like, hand up, I'll play some center field. I think same thing for Judge. Like, you're out there trying to make, like, your big payday, like, go out there and fucking earn it. And maybe someone will offer you $40 million for
2: three years, you know? It could. It could. He's going to get some interesting deals. And, and Gallo, to me, is really is really interesting because we're going to find out, is it just, okay, he didn't like New York the first year and he needs to get adjusted or is he just scared of the lights? I think we're going to find out pretty quickly. It's
1: going to be so interesting because of the shift. Like He's got to play his contract year with the shift and then the shift will be gone.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. This is the last year. So, you know,
1: I I know a couple of agents and have like talked to them about like the process they go through and stuff. And, you know, when they get to like arbitration or when they're going to free agency, they're like, here's this, you know, it's a fucking book of like, why are guys the best? And I would be so interested to see what Gallo stats are, whether they're good, great, terrible, whatever, versus what his agency, when it goes to free agency and say, but without the shift, his expected batting average, expected on base percentage,
2: would be. <laughs> There's that X word.
1: It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be something that has to get factored into like the the next free agent class.
2: He's gonna be a yeah. He's gonna be a weird a weird case. I'm not really a believer. He swings and misses at balls in the zone too much for me. Like like Stan and Judge, they chase sliders away, whatever. But Gallo, he whiffs on balls right down the middle. That's that's what drives me nuts. What if Gallo has a better season than Judge? That's really unlikely in my eyes, but I guess it's possible. Do they do they pay him instead?
1: You know. He's, he's Italian, the
2: fans love him. He's
1: Italian, grew up a Yankee fan.
2: <laughs> they just say that for everybody. The shift the
1: shift will be gone. And he's probably he's only what 28,
2: 29. I don't yeah, think Gallo's turned 30 yet.
1: Yeah, no, he's younger than Judge. So it would be an interesting storyline if Judge is struggling. Again, I don't want him to. If he's struggling or injured and Gallo has a good season and then on top of that, like, ah, shift's gone. Is that the guy who isn't commanding? Because also part of, like, the number of 35000000 million that's been thrown around is the marketability of Aaron Judge. On
2: the chambers. Yeah. Which, as you said, give a couple of union couple guys, union couple guys. Of cigarettes. Yeah. Fucking bang that out. Dude, we have a lot of guys in contract years. I didn't even realize the Sevy Judge, Gallo. There's there's a few guys that are going to be playing for their next deal. Yeah. I mean,
1: Gary was a part of that before yeah. we traded him. Um, you know, I, I don't think that he's not going to get the same anywhere near what he's got before, but like Chapman, Britain.
2: Yeah. A lot of money coming off the books next yeah. year.
1: And so that's the thing where it's like, yeah, we're eating this Donaldson salary, although he can be a very productive player who definitely doesn't want to be there, but it it gives the flexibility also contract year for Brian Cashman. Yes. Now Brian I don't is, think Brian Cashman gets fired by Hal Steinbrenner ever, but it could be one of those things where Cashman, you know, moves on to like, I'm just going to be president. We bring in a GM or, you know, or, President Emeritus, or whatever it is, like you're always forever a part of the organization. But you know, we know, everyone knows, like we need to maybe go in a different direction.
2: Yeah, I think Cashman's going to decide whenever that is. But like you said, Hal does not have the balls to fire him. I think everybody. Can
1: Hal doesn't even know that. what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Hal doesn't know that there's a problem. It's organizational chaos. I've been saying it for two years.
2: It it really is. It's chaos. I mean, at least, look, at least they're going over the... They've already gone over the tax. They're projected at 242 right now. Yeah. They're fucking trying. You know what I mean? So, And that's the thing. Like, was... Again, it's tangled up
1: cords. So, like, there is no one move that was going to do it. I think adding another 10-year contract does not solve our problems. Building flexibility... Lining up that, hey, in a year, in two years, there's more flexibility... While saying, "We've got to go out and you know if we go out and we were to get like a rizzo and maybe another pitcher, we can still make a run at it in this expanded playoffs because at a certain point, some of the guys that we already have just have to play better than
2: the bad year they just had, yeah, looking at you, Glaber,
1: yeah, looking at Glaber looking at d j yeah, mm-hmm. um you know, looking at you know some of Cole's struggles um you know looking at aaron hicks looking at gallo
2: yeah gallo i think hit one 186 for a uh, dude you got to hit fucking 215 at least even if you're uh not an average guy like you got to hit over 200 yeah to be playing pro ball exactly so you know
1: you can't we can't there's only so many roster spots there's only so much money and I get it. Like you're worth 7 billion. You don't get to be worth $6 billion as a franchise by doing all, just all terrible deals. You know, we complained about the A-Rod deal at the end. We com- people complain, Stan at 22 million is a fucking steal now.
2: Yeah. It's not a bad deal. And no. we've got, I mean,
1: he's under contract for forever. It'll be by that point, we'll be in another CBA, like a whole other one. And that'll be fucking pennies based on the amount of money the league makes. uh. So, like, y- getting more 10-year contracts is not what's going to help
2: us right now. No, you got to pick your spots. And Donaldson's the classic short-term guy. And I do think the other thing I like – so, I, I to be honest, I don't like Josh Donaldson. I never have liked him, yeah. I guess – The person that I see, but we need more assholes on. He gives a fuck more guys with some attitude. Yes. Yeah, he
1: cares if they go out there and lose and you ask him in the clubhouse about it. He's going to be pissed off that they lost. He's not just going to be like, well, you know, we just got to play a little better.
2: Exactly, and especially when you have a guy like Boone, who is the ultimate nice guy. He's the ultimate nice guy. Yeah, you need you need some assholes, and I think the other reason I like the trade is I think these guys are just way too comfortable. Like, I like Gio. I would, I'm not happy that he's gone, but you know, all these guys, they they just seem way too comfortable. They seem way too content, and you know, maybe this does wait as a wake up call for somebody like Glaber. just maybe was kind of bumbling along thinking they're forever safe just just kind of keep people on their toes like you know you fire well trade your fucking workout buddy we just traded your workout (laughs) buddy (laughs) Glaver. go work out with somebody else like when they fire the sales guy who has the lowest you know revenue it wakes the other guys up yeah classic
1: you know what do you think about some of the like rule stuff that's coming like when it comes to i know you said you're fine with the playoffs but like they're going to get rid of the shift uh, maybe bigger bases, pitch
2: clock, stuff like that. I think you should get, like, three or four shifts a game. Like, I don't, I think it should be, like, challenges or timeouts in football. Like, you have to pick your spot. I don't think you should be allowed to put five guys in right field every time whoever comes up. But I think you should maybe get get two or three. I, I want more action, but I also don't want to fuck up the game too much. The bases thing, can you explain that to me? How is that – what does that do? They're trying to just make – I think the size of the bases
1: a little bigger so there's less um, – like interaction between runners and fielders in terms of like stepping on ankles or sliding into each other and injuries around the bases it just makes it a little safer okay i mean i'm which playing. is it's it's one of the weird things like a weird thing about baseball is how like the measurements really haven't changed and it's just like they just got it right and it's there are so many bang bang plays that now for that quarter inch of base will go the
2: other way at times. Right, and you would think, I guess, more guys be beating out infield grounders being safe if the base is bigger. Maybe. I mean, it could go either way. So it,
1: that'll be interesting. For me, I am... I. I If you let me just decide, should we ban the shift or not, I would say keep the shift. Learn how to hit to the whole field, whatever, because like I'm an old baseball fan. Uh, I think banning it, you know changes the game um i think baseball has continually all the changes baseball has made with like the height of the mound and stuff has always been for offense uh and the analytics and someone just starting to you know do the shift and do that you know was a move towards the defensive side and i grew up playing you know being a pitcher so i you know i, I tend to be on that side but if it ta- if it changes baseball and it takes it from what it was to like ninety five percent of what it was, I'd still rather have ninety five percent of it than be in this lockout.
2: No, I, I agree. I don't think I don't see how they can enforce a pitch clock though. Like game five of the ALCS and a relievers on the mound with two outs and the base is loaded. If he goes an extra second past the clock, is the umpire really gonna, yeah. gonna run? Like I just don't know how you
1: enforce that. Well, because then also when it comes down to, you know, on a national game, there's an extra 40 seconds of commercials every half inning. Like, you could just make less money. It's, it's like the whole gas thing right now where it's like, oh, price of oil went up, gas went up immediately.
2: It's now dropped. Gas is still up. How about you just make less money? That's the irony of it. The quickest way to speed up the game is just would be to reduce commercials by like 20%. Every fucking pitching change, every time anything happens, there, there's commercials. That's the quickest way to speed yeah. it up. But haven't heard that in any of Manfred's proposals. Obviously.
1: No, and but I saw someone say, and I thought it was a good point, that said, like, the diehards like us, no matter what they did, unless they – if they did not play this season – I would still like watch I would watch baseball very casually going forward like i I'll never get it totally out of me. I'm not gonna be like one I'll never watch the game again. you know, Kaepernick <laughs> took a knee one time like I like that's never gonna happen. No matter what they do, I will still follow and kind of watch it's in my blood. but we weren't going anywhere. and if they make changes that help bring in people who wouldn't have come in because it sparks the offense and it keeps the game going. That's, you know, that's great. I wish that there was something when it came to, like, the money side of it, like, the correlation. I saw something, like, the Guardians, it sounds like a football team. I don't like the name. Yeah. Guardians more of a football team than a baseball definitely, team. Definitely. But, like, they went from, like, a $150 million payroll to, like, a $53 million payroll, and the average ticket price went up $2 each. Like, there's... Some kind of correlation in that. I wish there was more that happened to like help the fans. But I think the rule changes do. They're talking about Ghost Runner coming back too. I saw that today.
2: Yeah, which I but I but it's not not for this year, but maybe yeah. for twenty three, right? And I still. would be fine with it in the twelfth inning. That's fine. Not the tenth.
1: Yeah, no, not the 10th, not the 11th. You get two wings to do it. And I think for Yankee fans, like, we hated it because we just couldn't fucking drive in the run. Right, right. Like, that's why if we won, like, most of those games, we'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. You know? At the end of the day, they make these rule changes. If they said you're only allowed to hit home runs if you're wearing pinstripes, we'd be like, you know what? You got to make changes. The game's got to (laughs) evolve. But, yeah, you know, I did see when, you know, I was watching a game at one point last year, and it was like they scored, we scored. Then they scored, we scored, and went back and forth for, you know, two innings, three innings. Someone was like, oh, would you prefer they were just hitting more fly ball outs and, you know, right now? No. So, like, when it gets to the 12th, I think. And I feel like whenever it's talked about, because it was just thrown in there as, like, this is emergency response to COVID. Now, when it's, like, thrown out, everyone, I feel like, either responds like, no, never, or 12th inning. I I feel like no one says anything besides
2: 12th inning. 12th innings fine because when you get extra innings like that's when it kind of starts to get boring. Like once you get through the 11th and no one scored it's like all right now it's been 4 hours. Uh, I'm I'm getting bored. Let's wrap this up. And I also for these rules like I don't want baseball to be this obsolete thing by the time I have kids. Like I want like the next generation I want baseball to still be somewhat of a thing, you know? Like it's never going to pass football or the NBA, but I mean you have two – two young daughters i'm sure you want it to be at least somewhat relevant as they're growing up i would think yeah
1: i mean for my toddler this is like like she pays attention to like what's going on now so she's gonna like there's gonna be a lot of like dads hanging out in his office like what's going on and she likes to do stuff with me so like this is the year people ask like you know she into baseball like this is this is indoctrination like ground zero this is where it starts yeah, because she was born what, like fall of nineteen, right? Right after. Yeah, right okay. after the nineteen season. So like now, you know she, you know, she. Oh, daddy's watching baseball.
2: Start like forming there. some memories. Yeah, yeah, daddy's is, watching baseball. And
1: then you know, we've talked about we're trying to put together like a family suite. You know, we'll have you know some people, you know, some of us with our kids and stuff. Like, let's make some memories. Let's, like, I gotta start. It, it is. Uh, I ha- I'm making a concerted effort to, not force it on her. Or, you know, the other one's a potato still.
2: Yeah. But, like, make her fall in love with it. Got to let – at least let let her know it's there. It's here. Yeah. you can't force it, but you got to, like, nudge nudge a little bit for sure. I get that.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, it's going to be around. So start liking it. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean – I'm, I'm excited to be back I'm excited to be doing this There were so many times during the lockout Where I was like I couldn't fucking imagine doing a podcast Like it sounded miserable
2: Dude and I'd see people drop podcasts that would be like oh the Super 2 update Or the arbitration update Like I cannot talk about it. We need to just talk about the games and the players I, I can't get into that other shit Yeah
1: but I think that we are You know as we sit here at 7.15 on Monday We're in a better position than we were At 7.15 on Sunday We're not where I want to be, but we're, hey, at least we're not where we were.
2: Exactly. Baby steps.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you what, no matter what the Yankees do, the Yankees sign Rizzo, the Yankees sign Freeman, the Yankees don't do any of that, and we've got Voight or DJ out there playing first base or we don't get a pitcher or whatever it is, April 7th, Billy's is going to be fucking rocking. Oh, yeah.
2: We'll be there regardless. Like, Billy's
1: is going to be fucking rocking. You
2: know, and, and like that, and that's what I got. You know, no, you're right. How sweet, too. By the way, before before we wrap this up, the fact that they reworked the schedule—like we were going to open in Texas—you know, we would have been like watching it on TV. Now we open at home against the Red Sox with Cole. Can't really ask for anything more in terms of an opening day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think ticket prices may be tough. I am like, I'm hoping some people gave up on baseball. <laughs> A couple yeah, people gave yeah. Up on baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and then like even the um you know, the sixteenth, I still I gotta I gotta have a conversation with my wife about this because we have your nuptials the weekend after, so we gotta you know, we're working babysitters around here. But like I plan on going to Baltimore.
2: Yeah, I'll be out of play for that one. Yeah, no, I, I a week before. But I, in July, I think they're there on a weekend end of the ju- end of July. Yeah, so the summer I'll
1: one, yeah, I'll just have to buffer, you know, it's just a matter of not using up all your babysitters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah, you gotta be strategic. Yeah,
1: and just like oh, and by the way, it's because I'm going to watch baseball games all the time. It's I'm not taking my <laughs> wife to a nice dinner. I'm not. We're gonna eat fries in a bucket. Can you watch? Can you watch them, Grandma?
2: Nineteen dollar Bud Lights. It's gonna be great. It's gonna
1: be fucking sick, Grandma. You'd love it. Here's your here's your little loved ones. <laughs> and I get you know I alluded to it, but big news. You know I made the cut. I made the roster. I am. Officially invited and have RSVP'd for Nick's wedding. I am excited. Uh, I am, uh, it's black tie optional, which I hate to break to you, Nick. Life is black tie optional, and I (laughs) always take the option. So, with getting my tonsils out, you know, liquid diet for it was like a week, and uh, I can't smoke weed. So, once I get out of like a week of not smoking, I'm good for like a month. Uh, so I'm cutting weight. I'm cutting okay. weight for, for this wedding. There we go. Because also, like, I'm that kind of fat that, like, I need a thing. I can't just be like, well, I just want to be healthier. Right. It's like it, there's going to be something I'm going to be in a picture for.
2: It needs an external – you need external. Yeah, motivation. so whether it's, it's like
1: – you know, it used to be the beginning of the season for stadium meets. Like, oh, I'm going to be on camera. Oh, right, right. Which I'm still f- trying to sort out if stadium meets will exist and how it will work and everything. Um, So it's just like all those factors. So thank you for – Thank you for being my motivation. Absolutely, anytime. I can't wait to live tweet your wedding from at George's box. <laughs>
2: That'll be fun.
1: Rate everything. Got to score the first dance. Got to score the appetizers. Ooh,
2: I think you're gonna rate the food well. Ah, you, you know the dance. I, I can't promise you. I know there. you're. I, I so here's a a thing I do. It's very
1: sick. Like. Uh, Charlie Frere, Charlie Wisco. Yeah, yeah. Well he just got engaged uh, a couple weeks ago. And so, you know, when you get engaged, you got to pick your venue like immediately for yeah. a year and a half from now or two yeah. years from now or whatever. So he was like, I think I found a venue. Go, What's the name? He tells me, he goes, oh, it's out here. I, go, I don't give a shit. I'm Googling that wedding food. That's it. I just want to see like what it is. And I know your place is like an over the top, like, you know, I've been to some weddings and it's like, you don't even have, there's not even a raw bar here. What did I leave the house for
2: at this age? no yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be nice yeah uh, i'll enjoy the spread
1: i'm excited because you know i've been to and and no offense if you had your wedding in like a, a another place uh but like i've been to, i went to a wedding in decatur illinois that was in the basement of a vw hall and i made my own pulled pork sandwich and my table was next to a keg which is its own own version of fun yeah that's an experience but it's That's not what I want anymore. I want what you had. I want, like, my wedding. I got married in – there's a a group in Philly, Chess Cafe. I'm sure you you looked at them, whatever. Yeah. I have been to maybe two or three other weddings by them. I'm looking for – I don't have many single friends left. I'm looking to get invited to, like, a Chess Cafe wedding (laughs) because I want to go eat,
2: (laughs) you know? That's fair. And wait till – dude, wait till you see the uh, the dessert room. I think that's really going to –
1: See, that's the thing. When you have a separate dessert thing – yeah, And it's not like, oh, we're bringing out some cake. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, hell like, yeah. Like, I had, um, yeah, like, it was like a d- dessert buffet, essentially, of, like, milkshakes. We had, like, milkshakes and fries. Like, you could do, you know, like, you're getting frosted whatever. And then at, I think our wedding ended at 1.30, so then it was maybe at, like, midnight. After, like, you know, dessert had been out for a little bit, th- we had a breakfast bar. They were doing, like, French toast sticks and... And case. Oh, like nice the awesome. stuff you'd get if you like went to a diner. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's great. So yeah, no, we're we're very excited uh for the upcoming uh nuptials. Nice, man. Me too. So yeah, hey, everybody, if you're listening, you could follow Nick on Twitter. At nkirbynyy. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. Um 99 Dan, who our intern from last year, we are so bad about giving him a heads up. I sent him a message like today and was like, hey, <laughs> hey, we're back if you want in. We haven't heard back from him. So, Dan, if you hear this and you want to still be involved with the show, just let us know. Um, if not, if you're someone out there who's like, listen, it pays nothing because um, we're not making money off this. Uh, you'll get to – if you're in the area and we have Bronx Pinstripes event – Uh, You come, you get free tickets, you know, you come to the game, hang out, we'll get you hooked up with drinks and stuff like that. But if you want to come, like, screw around with us on this podcast, pitch ideas, maybe have some interaction on the actual show. Uh, But really, it is like cutting clips for social Fucking around on the the Georgia's box handle um, and doing stuff like that, or anything you think you could add to the show, uh, feel free to DM us on Twitter or you know something like that, and and let us know and let's talk it talk it up. We've kind of just had a rotating person like every year, uh, who just gets to come in and fuck around with uh, having more followers than they normally would.
2: Well I think said. It, <laughs> I think that sums it up, right? Like we don't take it yeah. too seriously. Like no, you know? no, it's very light. Commit. It's it's what an two hours a week between. Yeah. An hour on the show and maybe an hour of other bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And then,
1: I mean, a lot of people who've interned on the shows and stuff at, like, Bronx Pinstripes have gone on to full-time jobs at Blue Wire, which is our network. So if you're a talented person, like, if you just want to come fuck around and you're like, yeah, I could edit some videos and, you know, whatever, clip some of this shit, like, great. Um, if you're like, hey, I think I, you know, this would be a good extra thing to build my portfolio to try to get a job. Like, we're always happy to put in referrals for for stuff like that. Uh, Bronx Pinstripe's been dormant for two years, uh, just, you know, with everything going on. And, you know, we're a big, like, in-person thing. But we've got people at Blue Wire, MLB, ESPN, like, a lot of our interns have gone places. So uh, feel free to reach out to us. But, um, yeah, I mean, if we get maybe a pitcher in a first baseman, you know, we'll see you at the parade.